With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Cause it's a new season. It's a new day. It's a season of power and prosperity, yes it is, it's a new season and it's coming to me, or if you believe that, lift your hands and say, it's a new season, it's a new day.
Well, hello, hello, hello. This is Roberta of Roberta Inspires Omni Media, and we're going to celebrate Mother's Day today. Mother's Day is coming up on May 12th, this Sunday. I hope you're ready to celebrate a mom of some sort. We'll talk about that today. <clears throat> and I hope you've had a good week. We've got exciting news from across the waters, and we're going to talk about that. Got a new baby. Woo, how exciting. Well, I certainly send my love and appreciation to my mom, my auntie mom, and everybody who's mothered me spiritually and just taken me under their wings and loved on me. I certainly appreciate it. And, of course, I could not forget my wonderful, wonderful grandmother that I call mother and just how excellent. She was as a woman and as a phenomenal mother who handled 10 children plus she raised me. And so that's a lot. That is a lot. And she was not doing it with the modern conveniences that we have now, you know, old-time washers and hanging clothes on the line and getting water from the pump, having to pump water and bring it in the house to wash dishes or cook with or for us to drink from. She could go out and chop wood, I mean, and look gorgeous when she went to church. You know, a lady of class and elegance, and she always said, you know, I like expensive things. (laughs) So she had all this crystal from where she worked at a store, and it would be, you know, slightly damaged or whatever. She'd get that piece, and she had our front window just lined with crystal and French provincial furniture. She had class. My grandma had class. And then our dining room table was just set beautifully in this beautiful floral chandelier, very unique, and the little things on the wall to match for the candles. I mean, I, I grew up in a very classy environment. So uh, I don't apologize for who I am. And I always laugh because thanks to my auntie mom, Joyce, it's like what little black children would listen to classical music to go to sleep at? We were. <laughs> I actually like classical music because whether I wanted to or not, that's what I got serenaded with. But I guess after helping her sister out with five kids, <laughs> she needed something to calm her down. <laughs> Mothers are a gift from God, and I want to talk about the power and promises of motherhood. Uh, it's been said that the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. Moms are influence, influencers and shapers of life. And we are going to talk really about women and women empowering the lives of others. I'd like to start by giving you a brief history on Mother's Day. I don't know if I'm going to call it brief or not, but here we go. Um, it was actually established back in the 1800s, late 1800s, the start of it, came about through a woman named Anna Jarvis. Let's try that. Let's start with Anna Jarvis. She held a memorial for her mother at St. Andrew's Methodist Church in Grafton, West Virginia. This is from Wikipedia. St. Andrews now hosts the International Mother's Day Shrine. Her campaign to make Mother's Day 
a recognized holiday, began the year her mother, Ann Reeves Jarvis, died. And Jarvis had been a peace activist who cared for wounded soldiers on both sides of the American Civil War. She created Mother's Day Work Clubs. Get a little water there. To address public health issues, Anna Jarvis wanted to honor her mom by continuing the work she started and to set aside a day to honor all moms because she believed a mother, here's her quote, is the person who has done more for you than anyone in the world. There you go. So in 1908, the Congress actually rejected a proposal to make it a holiday. They joked that they'd also have to proclaim Mother-in-Law's Day if they did that. How funny is that not? (laughs) Well, here's another one that claims that the United States celebrates Mother's Day on the second Sunday in May, which we know. And they said in 1875, they called, they say Julia Ward Howe. So we've got a couple little stories here, but we know... It was the late 1800s. Uh, Call for women to join in support of disarmament and ask for June 2nd, 1872, to be established as Mother's Day for Peace. Um, Her 1870 appeal to womanhood throughout the world is sometimes referred to as Mother's Day, as the mother, as, as to Mother's Day proclamation. But her day was not for honoring mothers, but organizing pacifist mothers against the war. And in the 1800s and in 1890s, there were further attempts to actually establish a Mother's Day. And that's where, according to Wikipedia, we got Anna Jarvis kicking in. Anna Jarvis. So... Um, after the proposal was rejected, Anna kept going at it. So by 1911, which sounds so funny, 1911, all United States observed the holiday with some of them recognizing Mother's Day as a local holiday, the first being West Virginia, Jarvis's home state in 1910. In 1914, um, Woodrow, Wilson signed a proclamation designating Mother's Day to be held on the second Sunday in May as a national holiday to honor mothers. And moms, we deserve it. We all deserve it. Now, <clears throat> I actually was taught by someone at a point, Mother's Day is like a women's holiday. So you can say Happy Mother's Day to anyone, I always thought it was not not so nice when you be in church as a younger woman and you didn't have children and Mother's Day came and people would stand up and some of them just tried to, it seemed like they tried to make you feel bad, you know, because they were more, you know, they were the big deal like um, Panaya, Panaya, <coughs> Hannah. Um, who would taunt Hannah. Well, God thought so much of motherhood that, first of all, he created womanhood. He created 
the mother of all things, which is Eve. So he came up with the concept of the mother, and Eve was the first mom. And then <clears throat> he actually trusted a woman, a, a young woman, a teen woman, to actually carry him and bring him into the world through the whole process of the birth canal and all. So he honored mother, and that was Mary, a 14-year-old girl, as I understand, um, who apparently at that time they could marry in that culture and so forth. A 14-year-old, and God had put himself inside her womb. And we know the rest of the story and how well things turned out over time. And then when he was on the cross, he did what? He bequeathed, if you will, his mother to John. He did not leave her just out there on her own. He loved his mom. Mother, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. So that's kind of the importance and significance of motherhood. Motherhood is, first of all, it is about giving birth to children. Um, And nowadays they got all kind of ways (laughs) to make it work, surrogate moms and so forth and implanting and all kind of stuff. But I like to think of mothers in a broader definition. That is definitely, you know, a key defining element. But I see mothers a little differently because there are, like I said, I have an auntie mom. You can have sister moms. I knew of a guy where his sister raised him. His mother passed, and the sister took over raising. So he saw her like a mother and really, you know, respected her. You have neighborhood moms. You have church mothers. You have you know, just mothers, community moms, soccer moms, moms all over the place, because women are built and created and designed to nurture, to give. We give life, and we also then give the nourishment to that life. Women hold things together. I mean, they just do. That was one thing I really looked at when I thought about in the last election, the candidate. And I thought of, I looked at Hillary Clinton, I looked at pictures of her, whatever you think of her, she endured a lot of shame and scandal. And yet, she held her family together. She took her daughter by the hand, he had the other hand, and they walked to the place. But she held that family together. And now, she's, you know, still has her marriage and their grandparents. And so, you know, you can mother in all kind of ways because that, I believe, helped keep the country from coming apart at the time of that, you know, that whole situation. Uh, well, I also want to talk about very briefly, briefly another principle. I took a course on this, Women Mentoring Women, and the other part has to do with spiritual moms. Like I said, there are moms in the church. We have a mothers of Zion, as we call them, and typically that's the older ladies. I'm not even going to touch that. <laughs> what happens is 
These are ladies that are, if you will, seasoned, seasoned in the gospel, are spiritually mature and able to mentor, coach, teach others and help bring them up. Okay, that's what um, it's all about. I'm going to give you some definitions of a spiritual mom because you might want to see, are you a spiritual mom? You may be a mom by adoption. You may be a, a spiritual mom by spiritual adoption. So you uh, you get a chance to help mentor. Um, let me read this little phrase. This is a, based on Titus 2, 3 through 5. It gives us a brief glimpse of the importance of the role of the spiritual mom in the church with Paul instructing Timothy to ask older women to act in the lives of their younger counterparts. Both men and women need spiritual mothers. In the early days of the church, with few models to follow, people needed spiritual mothers and fathers to teach them how to be Christians. In this modern time, this role seems just as important. Many young people live far away from their parents and naturally occurring intergenerational community is actually rare. This is an article from Christianity Today. What does it actually mean to be a spiritual mom? What are some of the skills that you need? And here's one. I'm going to just share this, and then we'll move along. But nurturing, mothers nurture their children, caring for them, soothing them, and providing an environment in which they can grow and feel safe. We can nurture younger Christians as well, caring for them in both practical and less tangible ways. Spiritually speaking, our interest in them and our willingness to be authentic can create a space where they can safely grow. Push. Um, Good mothers don't simply soothe or reassure children, but they also gently push them to try new things, keep practicing, and develop skills and confidence. Spiritual mothers don't let people stay the way they are either. We push people, not necessarily in the direction we want them to go, but in the direction God is pulling them. This is, this is good, very, very good. Mira is another role. British uh, pedi- pediatrician and psychoanalyst Donald Winnicott wrote of a critical role mothers play in their infant's life, acting as a mirror to reflect babies' own selves and moods back at them. Spiritual moms can do the same, pointing out potential they may not see in themselves, their spiritual children, and helping them identify their spiritual gifts and identifying habits they need to change. Also, sharing wisdom. I'm not going to go into these all in detail. Imparting vision, teaching them how to walk, teaching spiritual children how to walk, and you walk alongside them, modeling how to talk, saying yes to some things, um, things that they, they need to know, but also saying no, giving correction or challenge. Spiritual mom, being a spiritual mom is nothing small. It is highly significant. 
protecting, letting go, and those are the skills that this particular author, Amy Simpson, uh, who's an inner strength coach, popular speaker, and award-winning author of several, of a couple of books, and uh, she's amysimpsononline.com. She's on LinkedIn and Twitter. So anyway, just letting you know. So spiritual motherhood, you may be somebody's spiritual mom, so don't discount yourself at all. Motherhood is something that's in the heart of most women. Some women don't really possess, seem to possess that capacity, but in some ways they do. When they get around a certain person that just really inspires them to do that, the motherhood will come out. And motherhood starts with uh, a womb and the heart and the spirit of a woman, um, whether that womb gives birth physically or not. So God made us unique and he made us different. So we celebrate moms today. There's a great celebration going on across the pond, as they say, (laughs) because America has married Britain. Right? America has married Britain in the person of none other than Prince Harry. Prince Harry, the Duke of Sussex, as his grandmother proclaimed him. And he and his Duchess of Sussex, Morgan, the former Meghan Markle, have had a baby. They had a baby. How exciting is that? They, she was just a beautiful pregnant woman, just gorgeous and stunning and stylish. And now Megan and Harry have a new baby. <laughs> and guess what? It is a boy. It's a boy, you all. It's a boy. <laughs> he was born, I believe it was Monday morning. And today, uh, I saw pictures. Pictures. He's out on. The, he's out on the internet. He's out on the. Um, sorry, that's something going back. He's out on the internet, and he is gorgeous. He's a gorgeous little fellow. So we say, oh, and here's a beautiful picture of the Queen, and uh, Doria, her mother, the Duchess's mom, Harry's mother-in-law taking a look at this baby. People have been making such a big deal because she's biracial and the baby is biracial and this is the first time, uh, you know, they've had a biracial child in the royal family. And guess what? He has a name, one I would never have guessed, Archie Harrison Mountbatten-Windsor. Hmm, I really expected a different name. I don't know where this Archie came from. But anyway, we are going to get to the bottom of that. I don't know. I expected something a little more upscale, but nobody asked me. (laughs) And so, (laughs) anyway, and Megan came out in a beautiful white dress. And she still had her baby bump, um, you know, and ladies are applauding that because, you know, that's realistic. Um, they're comparing it, I guess, to 
Kate and um, William, you know, and she just always would come out looking like a fashion model, which rocks some people's world. So anyway, little Archie is here, Archie Harrison. I think I would have done Harrison as the first name, but anyway, you know, like I said, they did not ask me. <laughs> they didn't ask me. And since they didn't ask me, I don't get to give them any feedback. <laughs> okay? But anyway, it is a marvelous, marvelous time to celebrate Mother's Day with this uh, historic baby, formerly known as Baby Sussex, which I thought was so cute. And Harry is just adorable. He's beaming. He's, as he puts it, over the moon. And you'll have to see the picture of the queen looking at the baby as Megan holds her, holds him. And, and the uh, Duke um, of Edinburgh and Harry, everybody's, Megan's just holding her little baby and everybody's looking on. And queen is, they're just beaming, the queen and and um, her husband just beaming over this little baby, so it's going to be um, going to be some excitement. I'm going to find out where this Archie comes from, okay? <laughs> but check him out at Sussex Royal on Instagram and maybe on Twitter too. I don't know, but <laughs> there we have it. There we have it. Um, name their child. Yep. They say, oh, Archie, a choice with little precedent in modern British royal history. People thought they might actually name the child something with Spencer, which would have been so cool, you know, to honor her mother. But who knows? They they got something going here. So anyway, <laughs> I'm going to sign out. Oh, wait, no, take that back. <clears throat> I got one more thing to share with you, and that's ways that you can actually Celebrate, <clears throat> excuse me, celebrate your mom of whatever type she is, aunt mom, surrogate mom, play mom, <laughs> grandma mom, sister mom, neighborhood mom, as I said, church mothers. <clears throat> Don't forget the elderly because that's very, very important that the elderly are remembered for things that they have done. Uh, in the community and around the church, and sometimes their children may not remember, but you can remember the beautiful, beautiful flowers that are on sale, uh, pro flowers. I see this on the Internet, and so you can um, you can get them, but there are all kind of ways to celebrate Mother's Day, and I want to share some with you. I lost my list, but I'll get you something right here, and then we will get ourselves up here. Okay. Lots of things you can do for mothers. As always, to taking them to dinner. That's a biggie for people. Buying them cards. It is the most commercialized holiday, I'm told. Here's the other thing is that the founder got very upset about people actually um, turning it into such a commercial holiday. But that's just a top seller when it comes to cards and all that kind of stuff. You might take mom out for a walk. You might 
take her to church or go to church with her. That would be cute. Here's some ideas. Here's something called a memory jar. You paint and decorate a mason jar. Write favorite memories of your mom on slips of paper and encourage other members of the family to write their memories down as well. Fill the mason jar with paper slips, and on Mother's Day, sit with your mom while she reads all the memories you've written down. Isn't that sweet? Oh, my gosh. That is adorable. Adorable. <laughs> and it's it's something, you know, to have your mom uh, alive. Well, I'm going to have to sign out, and uh, we'll be back next week. We'll be talking about resilience, talking about resilience for a while. So have a good week and have a happy Mother's Day. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.